0: This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two
1: Nice Jewish Boys. This podcast is made in collaboration with The Jewish Journal. Check them out at jewishjournal.com. Also in collaboration with Arutz Sheva, IsraelNationalNews.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, visit 2NJB.com donate. Hey everybody Alright Alright Here we go Let's get to it Yeah So What's the situation? Um When when can I leave my my home? Here's my mask by the way When can I leave my home? Why, Why should you leave your home? I mean, honestly, I didn't. I didn't leave that. You still much. have
0: a job. Can, can you take this thing off? You no, look like, man, a, I don't know. Like, when, ridiculous. I'll need, when I'll need it? You need to be ready at all times. No, no. What if I can't? I can't take you seriously. What if a what if a it's parade hard to take of as it is. patients comes
1: walking through the door? Protected. No. I mean, take the chances, right? I don't know. I don't take chances, man. I don't take chances. I don't think. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure what they worth these masks, but.
1: Your mine is definitely worth less than uh, you for the people from... who aren't watching. This is like a, it's like a this is what they used in the Spanish flu in <laughs> 1918. But it's like it's not like the same model. It's actually one of the masks that they use.
0: Yeah, it's also not your size. I think you went on an extra extra large.
1: I'm extra. You're extra obviously large.
0: not a C cap. You're more like an
1: A cap. I'm an A cup. I don't I don't know cup. where they got these, but uh, they're definitely not very useful. It cost a lot of money, too. It costs like 20 shekels, 25 really? shekels.
0: Someone's making a lot of money from this corona thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, that's where that's that's things go. Are you still skeptic? Uh, yes. I'm always skeptical, man. I'll be skeptical until the day I die. I I think I underestimated the seriousness of this virus, but uh, I'm still skeptical about whether or not we're dealing with it properly. Why? Because um, it's having a very real effect on a lot of people in the world. And uh, that's a problem.
0: I'll tell you what bothers me. Yeah. Okay, let's say what we're doing here was the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And it saved lives. Okay, but I don't see any scenario where we return to a version of our lives. Maybe a different version, but a version. And like the chances that we'll fail to return to our to our daily lives, our jobs, um, without an outbreak, and uh, going back essentially to point zero, right? To to, to square f- one. Square yeah. one. Yeah. Um, what, what what then? I mean, what if they're they're talking about all the exit strategies right now, right? Yeah. Okay, but what if they fail?
1: So this is what I said from the beginning, which was that, uh, you know, w- you have to remember the, the number one rule of social sciences is unintended consequences. And you take these actions and you don't know what effect they'll have, essentially. Um, and so I'm not saying that a lockdown was the wrong thing to do. I don't know. Um, but I'm just saying that there's also been this like this uh, atmosphere of like, it's complete herd mentality, right? Everybody's talking about herd immunity, but it's herd mentality that there is one. You know, stay the fuck home, save lives. Hey, no, no, whatever. No. Stay the fuck home, save lives. Okay, that's that's what everybody's been saying. No, seriously, there's a hashtag now. Okay, so it's, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not using curse words. I'm just right, quoting. Quoting <laughs> hashtag, uh, stay home, save lives, like. As if anybody who leaves their home is a murderer. I mean, that's essentially what you're saying: is that you know, by staying home, you're saving lives. If you leave home, you are actively Look, taking life.
0: If you went life. to Pesach with your parents and grandparents, I think you are a potential murderer. No,
1: you're not a murderer. And we need to be a little bit new, more nuanced in unless our language. You
0: infected, unless you infected your your grandparents,
1: you're still not a murderer if you infected your grandparents. What if you had the flu last year and you went and visited your grandmother? It's not and as deadly. You, no, but so because so at what percentage, at what death rate but are you a murderer? Our
0: grandparents can vaccine uh, vaccinate against the flu.
1: At what death rate are you a murderer? I don't know. So I don't I'm I'm and I don't think that everybody who like if you shares drunk, that if hashtag if you have
0: if you had 3 glasses of wine in it and then drove your mother or your grandmother home yeah after pesach then uh, like and you drove her drunk or or high you're a potential
1: murderer right Yeah because you cannot drive when you're drunk Okay you can Okay so we agree to that yes okay but I don't think that's relevant all I'm saying is I I also don't think anybody who's sharing the hashtag is calling everybody murderers for leaving their home but I just think that there's this atmosphere of you cannot question the uh, virtue and the uh, intelligence of the current state of affairs and what people are which is this these drastic measures of locking everybody down in their homes Taking away a lot of civil liberties and a lot of individual freedoms uh, in the name of saving lives, I, d- I think we need to start being a little bit more skeptical.
0: But people die, that's the problem with being skeptical. Lots of people die,
1: yeah, but I like, mean it's it's it's, it's easy
0: to be skeptical here where relatively few people died. but in New York, when they have again a thousand I- deaths a day.
1: Again, I'm not saying that the lockdown, like I said, I'm not saying the lockdown was a mistake. I'm just saying that we need to be open to having more conversations. Maybe in New York and in Italy, and in these like very, very intense hotspots, some kind of some form of lockdown was is is was will be uh, continue to be necessary, but. Um, but I'm not sure. I mean, look, in Israel, we're seeing, and, and you know, the, the counter argument is that because we've taken such drastic steps, then we're seeing yeah. such amazing results. Time will tell. And we are seeing amazing results in Israel. Like, this will probably be one of the least deadly years, like, ever. Not even related to coronavirus. If the, you know, counting out the second wave. Who knows what the future Who knows? holds. Yeah. But, like, as is, I think, I think if you look at, like, this winter deaths compared to last winter's deaths. I don't deaths. know, because
0: people don't go to hospitals, you know. People might, I, we don't know really the
1: statistics. I don't, but nobody's dying in car crashes, basically, yeah. for a whole month. That's true. Um, I don't know. Look, just, like, food for thought, and I know people have been saying this, but I don't, if you can explain the difference, like, in this thought experiment. Mm-hmm. Uh, um over uh over 1.3 million people die in the states on the roads every year I don't I don't understand the difference between saying okay well we can save lives by staying home nobody leaves their house for a month you'll save over a hundred thousand lives if we did the same thing once last year we would have saved a hundred thousand lives so I don't like I, I think it's
0: about you have like, the, the, you have the devils you know and you have the devils you don't know, okay? And up until coronavirus, all the devils you knew summed up to an X factor, right? An X. That's mm-hmm. the that's, that's what you know. Yeah. The X. And now you have X plus Y and the Y is the coronavirus. And you don't know if the Y can be equal X. It can be higher than X. Um, and I think everybody are working... Um, um, relying on the hypothesis that why uh, is huge the potential yeah. of why is, is immense um, and I think we got a taste of that potential in Italy and in and, and New York Um, yeah but we just don't know enough yeah Um, but I guess we'll know more
1: we'll know more we'll have to I mean but I'm I, I am concerned about what you're saying like going out I mean, w- what's the difference? Yeah, right? what's going to change don't. in a month? What's going to change in, in four
0: months? I don't know. They they bring every okay. Let's 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 do a, a thought experiment here. Okay, let's say in a month, they slowly, gradually, they start to open workplaces. You gotta open. Here's the thing. Here's the big problem. You gotta open the the kindergartens and the schools because otherwise people won't be able to go to work. Ah yes. Okay.
1: And just for to put this into context, people, Israel has over a million people unemployed, that is over twenty five percent of the workforce. Yeah. Is out of a job.
0: Yeah. Let's say you want to open a part of the of the workplaces, right? Yeah. Okay. So you uh but you gotta open the kindergartens. Otherwise how can the parents go to work? Yeah. But if you open the kindergartens and you get an outbreak in the kindergartens then what they'll do they'll shut down the kindergartens right in a city for example and then they shut and down the work they, yeah and then they
1: shut down work like and we, we go got back. Yeah, yeah
0: so what's the what's going to happen and this situation
1: is not sustainable i mean you could say okay well let's just gradually go out over the span of what a year two years you know i was there was an article that came out about the uh, flattening the curve mm-hmm. and they he he was saying that but i can't remember where it was might have been in the Washington Post, but he was basically talking about the fact that you see all these nice little memes going around of the curve without, you know, a lockdown and the curve with a lockdown. But he said, it's not these, they're just illustrations. Like it's like in the economics courses, you don't actually draw the graphs to proportion, right? Yeah. You just kind of draw it just to give people an idea. He says, if you actually draw it to proportion, flattening the curve at the current healthcare capacity, you would span the disease out over like 10 years. So flattening the curve, like that line is much lower yeah. than what it... Now, they're counting ventilators. Okay. Like they're
0: relying on beds and ventilators. But now some doctors say, like, I saw a very disturbing video of a doctor in, in one of New York's hospitals. And he's saying, essentially, we are not certain that the ventilators help necessarily. Because we might be pushing oxygen to lungs that cannot receive the oxygen. Because what the, the virus does, allegedly, it, it it blocks the the way for for the oxygen to go through the lungs, and to the bloodstream. And uh, they they all. So the only thing I think that makes sense is that with time we'll know more. Mm-hmm. And hopefully with that knowledge, we'll we'll be able to somehow work something out.
1: But. Yeah, so I I hear this. I hear this claim also uh, um, coming from all sorts of people that like the idea is to just buy time, right? Whether or not it's in order to flatten the curve, or it's uh, to you know increase the chances of finding a vaccine, or just in general better understanding the virus, right? More time, the more we understand, the better we can tackle this thing. Yeah, but time, there's always a cost. And that cost, yeah, needs they're gonna to be, find
0: uh, yeah. they they they'll have to find equilibrium between time and and and, and cost.
1: I mean, it, that's what I'm saying is that in my yeah. eyes, we've already taken a huge, huge hit, and I don't like you know I don't know what the long term effects of the of the hit to the and you, people see it as a cynical concern, like oh the markets, like you know oh the the you know industry, oh companies money. It's like. Money has a real <laughs> impact on people's lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, the difference between you and the guy that's sleeping on the on the sidewalk downstairs is money, and so, I mean, and I don't. Deodorant. Know, and deodorant, which you know, you buy, yeah, <laughs> with money. Yeah, but yeah, the deodorant is more. I mean, you is can more make deodorant felt
0: from trees and eh. dead hamsters. <laughs>
1: I don't know what what websites you've been <laughs> reading, but I don't think that's how you make deodorant. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, which,
0: but that leads me to to a discussion we had about um, companies. Yeah. Uh, right. That I asked you about uh, because if companies crash, yeah, what's interesting about the coronavirus? It really reveals weaknesses. It reveals weaknesses of companies, of of families, of individuals, and of states. So in Israel, for example, you see that our biggest weakness is um the ultra orthodox community um and and uh and gaza and the p and the, the palestinian authority and and refugees and and but in companies you see companies that cannot sustain a month without revenue and they are getting closer and closer to bankruptcy so i asked you what do you think should be done with such companies?
1: Ah, remember I'm talking about that. Well, first of all, first of all, on this note, before we get continue, I want to yeah. tell our listeners about the fact that we have a new podcast out. Oh yeah, we yes. have a new podcast, guys. It's called Economize Me. It's sponsored by Etoro, uh, and it's a podcast that makes money make sense. Uh, mm-hmm. It's all about you know just economics, money, the business world from my perspective. Yeah, Aiden wrote
0: it, and he's the host. We wrote it. Yeah, we well, you did have a lifting, and I uh, uh, produced it and edited it. Yeah. Um, We have a comp. Yeah. So, guys, w- you can listen to the first four episodes, including a special episode about Corona and the markets. And we had amazing guests there. Yeah. Like Barry Schwartz from Berkeley and and Kevin Davis, who was the head of the biggest hedge fund in the world. And really good. Chris McQuarles from Open Table. OpenTable. OpenTable. Yeah. Really spectacular guests, and it's very different from this podcast. It's, yeah. it's good. Uh, <laughs> 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 All so right, yeah. so what's the comment? So just search Economize Me yeah. wherever you get your podcasts, and let us know what you think. So on the Jewish Journal page, uh, McPatty Langston wrote, Talk about small businesses. I own a business I cannot work. If, I, if you don't care about small businesses... But we are the backbone of America. They let people go to every grocery store and nobody's coming up sick. Come on.
1: Yeah. No, small business owners are definitely going to be. And this is speaking of the, our podcast, Economize. We were talking to Krista Quarles, the CEO of Open Table. And she was she was also kind of reiterating this point that small businesses are going to be the ones to take the hardest hit. Yeah. But to that question about business, I, about like big business. business. Big business, but I think it's big businesses and small businesses alike. If you're running a business, you're not necessarily, you don't, it's not like you have all this money. And this is also like uh, a common belief amongst people that, you know, see corporate America as this like evil, um, you know, money uh, um, hungry, money hungry, you know, elite that's just uh, uh, enslaving the poor. It's it's not like that. It's I, I think that if you have a business, small or big, a lot of that money that you're making, you're not just like you don't have you're not making tons of profit necessarily. and You're just like putting it in a dungeon downstairs and you have this growing pile of gold. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're reinvesting it in research and development. You're reinvesting it into the but
0: you should save some for a rainy day.
1: It's yeah, I'm it's sure you, you can have a rainy day fund, but let, that's, I mean, that's not like...
0: Especially if you're a huge company like Boeing or I don't know. Yeah, whatever. but exactly. The question American is Airlines. how much is
1: your rainy day fund going to be? Your not, rainy day fund for a company like Boeing is not going to be enough to keep the, such a huge, massive enterprise afloat. Like think about how many employees they have. So you think so your rainy day fund should help... So okay, so businesses. so this was your question was the government <laughs> should uh, yeah. should help to save businesses. Yeah. Well I think that in America corporate tax is something at like twenty one. It was lowered in two thousand seventeen thanks to Trump from like thirty five percent. Um so which makes up I think thirty five percent the corporations are paying thirty five percent, right? Mm-hmm. But it makes up something like ten percent of the United States federal budget. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's a two-way street. If they're taking their money, then they need to help them out too. Um, Right? So, I don't think that, I'm not, you know, I'm not big on taxes, so, so I think that if, uh, You change the deal, you change the, Yeah, no, if you get, if you seriously lower corporate tax, and you, or you get rid of it altogether, then I think that, um, and I don't know if I see a problem with getting rid of corporate tax. And by the way, that's not including payroll taxes. Payroll taxes is what you're, I think that's another, like, 30% of the federal mm-hmm. budget, what employees are paying from their from their payrolls.
0: Yeah. Here in Israel, small <laughs> business owners got just about nothing. Are you? Yeah. Okay. That's
1: it. I should put my mask on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's getting... <laughs> now it's the right size. Um, um, yeah, they're not yeah, getting much. Yeah, you're not getting much. Yeah. And they had a
1: package. Uh, yeah,
0: but it, it was... Like most people, Minor. yeah, most people didn't manage to get anything, and now they're changing it. But yeah, here people are doing pretty bad.
1: Aren't they supposed to give every person five hundred five hundred shekels straight into their bank account or something? If
0: you have a kid, ah, if, if you, you have, you have kids, kids, okay, yeah. So
1: five hundred per kid? No, five. Yeah, per, per kid. K- ah, okay.
0: So it's basically again an ul- uh, best for the ultra haredi population, yeah. uh, <coughs> um, which is p- also problematic. It's problematic, and I heard today uh, the Gafni, who is one of um, from the party of Litzman, the minister of health. It's the ultra orthodox party. Um, he said, "You know, it's very important to get like to have an exit strategy and uh, thinking about the kindergartens and the workplaces, but don't forget the synagogues. Uh, we gotta, we gotta find a way to go back to praying and." You know, I and I was thinking to myself, w- we're doomed.
1: We're doomed. <laughs> you know, I, I I wanted to keep away from it, but
0: uh, we're doomed because the the minute the, the, the ultra orthodox sti- cities uh, return to normality, we'll have a uh, hell on earth again. So I don't I don't agree.
1: I think that I'm uncomfortable with the way that like that people are. Uh, I don't know, talking about the ultra-Orthodox community. I mean, it reminds me of, like, you know... Why? But, but you see that the ultra-Orthodox
0: cities are the biggest outbreak um, centers in, in Israel. And that's just because, A, they have lots of children, and we know today that children spread coronavirus because of the, most of them are asymptomatic, and, and, and they spread it very fast. And B, you have the the synagogues, and, and it's very crowded there, in the yeshivas. That's how the virus works. It's just
1: no. So f- okay. So first of all, uh, I read this op-ed that you know the Haredi community definitely was slower to uh, to take to the recommendations, but eventually, I mean, you go to B'nai today, you go to Jerusalem. The communities are on lockdown. Yeah. Um.
0: You had you had to force them essentially.
1: No, I think that also a lot of leaders in the Haredi community had a uh, had a reckoning, and they they yeah. switched their rhetoric and they turned around. Eventually, and it took too long. It took though. A f- it took m- maybe two days, three days. It no, was
0: like it took weeks. It took weeks, at least two weeks. And that time, yeah. now they're paying for that today. Yesterday, a very big rabbi died, mm-hmm. passed away, and yeah, they're paying the price in the end of the day. I don't know.
1: I don't think it's. I don't. I also. I generally. I don't think it's fair to like look at people as uh, kind of perpetrators in this whole scheme, because you know, in the end, it's a virus, and nobody's going out and intentionally uh, coughing on someone else's face in, in in an attempt to kill them. No one's stabbing someone. No one's committing, uh, you know, overt crime. There, there are communities that are less connected to like the scientific evidence and less connected to that culture well there is a there is a culture around science right i mean i i don't think science itself is like you know uh it's not it's not pseudoscience there is science uh, but there's a culture around it and there are people who are more connected to science right like me and you and anybody working in tel aviv and high tech whatever these communities are less connected to that it doesn't you know go into their heads that yeah, quickly that like okay, okay there's, yeah, but there's that's a, a problem
0: whole... that's a problem yeah now we're all paying the price for that
1: but the the it's the... a problem
0: that they're not connected to the world that's what i said about revealing the this you know the underground problems of a society them being so detached that's a huge problem because it it has to do with all the other things that we had before coronavirus, like them not yet studying mathematics and English, them not participating in the mar- in the work labor market, them not paying taxes. All It all
1: has to do with
0: each other, no?
1: Yeah, there are prices. There's a cost to everything. There's a cost to everything. Yeah. But I don't think you can force your way on, of life on them in in a like again lockdown is a coercive act in in, in essence mm-hmm. but i'm just saying as a general perspective you can't look at them in like a, a like in blame to blame you know for their way of life that there's a cost to it they would look at, at us and say there's a cost to our way of life as well and you know i don't know i just i, I the, the whole attitude towards the haredi it doesn't rem rem. It's not reminiscent of like anti-Semitic. I, we're Jews, but it's not Look, reminiscent in, in, in of anti-Semitic in, in, like in Eastern abroad, European.
0: Abroad, it certainly is. Like you see in Brooklyn, again, the same situation like here. It's one of the main places where, and there, I, I think, people. I think there is anti-Semitism, and in France now, they're they're blaming the Jews for spreading the coronavirus. Um, but here. I think it's different I think it's different um, look in the end of the day um, they've been living th- they've been living their way of life and we've been paying for it mostly um, and they refuse to be a part of Israeli society and in times like these um, y- this is a, this is a test for a society and if you're not a part of the society you might fail the test, I feel.
1: Yeah, I and think the last op- thing you can say about Charedim is that they don't survive the test of time. I mean, they right, they've preserved Judaism and uh, and I their mean, way of life for for centuries. Look, the
0: Charedi movement is relatively new.
1: What two, three hundred years old? Yeah, yeah, but you know. new. We're talking
0: about the ultra orthodox, which is, yeah, guys, we got an email um, from one of our listeners. It's a good time to. Yeah, where where he said um, essentially it was a very long email, but he was angry at me mainly for being anti, for saying Haredim and not ultra orthodox. To him, it was very important to make the difference, and this is why I tried to do it today. Um, because of course they're Haredim and they're they're the ultra orthodox and they're more extreme. Um, but he essentially said there. What 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 did he say? He said that uh, many lot. things. Yeah, it was very very long. But that it's not true that Haredim are not part of society. That they're living on our expense and that they have many children and uh, everything I say is not true. Um, so I accept the remark about saying ultra haredim and I'll try to say it. But I, I do think that um, you can generally say there is a problem with the some of the Haredim and m- most of the ultra ultra orthodox here, like like we said. So
1: yeah. What's the distinction between ultra orthodox and Haredim?
0: For example, now with Corona, you had charedim were really. You know, like if you met, like you and I could be friends with them um, and they're decent people and they heard, they do listen to the radio or they do get text messages or whatever. And they, um, when they were told to stay at home, they stayed at home. But then you had those uh, extreme groups who refused to stay home. And you saw in Mea Shaarim, uh, you saw the, the sects the extreme, extreme sects of Judaism, and they continued to go to the yeshivas, although it, even when there was military in the street, right? Mm-hmm. And you had to force them, for to disperse them by force. So I guess they are the ultra-Orthodox, essentially.
1: Oh, well. Yeah. So h- this whole thing, though, this whole mess is... Uh... Has kind of shaken things up in in in, in a politics. in a political arena that was like yeah. stagnant for a year. It was like yeah. throwing right, throwing a Mentos in a Coke bottle.
0: Yeah, we're recording this in Monday, on yeah. Monday night, and in in three hours, Gantz's ma- mandate to form a government is about to expire. Um, and apparently, Crazy. they're negotiating still to the last minute. Uh, no doubt, BB has taught them. Uh, what negotiations is all about,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, they got a uh, crash course. Exactly. In negotiation.
0: Um, and yeah, yeah, they're but negotiating now as we
1: speak. As we speak. But the latest uh, was that Blue and White is dissolved, right? Yeah. That happened about a week ago. Two weeks, yeah. Two weeks. Uh, blue and White uh, dissolved. Lapid. The party that was yeah, formed by Benny Gantz, Lapid. Right. Um, and two other uh, ex chief, ex chiefs of staff mm-hmm. uh, and it was honestly one of the biggest success stories as far as uh, as far as like raising political constituency against a sitting you know prime minister yeah
0: but he managed to break them
1: yeah into two they were what 37 38 at their largest. Uh, yeah, something like that. No, it's a 37, yeah. And then two weeks ago, boom. Gantz yeah. just made the biggest, like, <laughs> the Rookie's weirdest. mistake. Yeah. Weird, like, all of a sudden, all of his, like, lack of political acumen and his, like, you know, just his, like, newbiness uh-huh. came oozing out. You were like, wait, because you, you forgot for a year that he was a noob.
0: Yeah. Right? And on Israeli Twitter, it, it was hilarious. Like, all the reporters who hugged him. <laughs> and oh, idolized man. him yeah and talked uh, on him as if he were the messiah okay all of a sudden in a matter of minutes he became public enemy number one yeah and he was called a traitor by people who who were just I, I can't I cannot even describe to the listeners the 180. Just, the, to, just to turn, yeah, to describe
1: U-turn. it, there was a case that was that Gans was involved in, uh, a company that he had uh, founded called the Fifth Element, which kind fifth of dimension, fifth dimension, sorry, which kind of uh, like got a, like about two seconds of coverage throughout the last year, yeah. right? Well, Bibi was talking about it all the time, yeah, but like the main media, media didn't do anything seconds. about it. And then, and then, then there was this, the like, minute
0: Gantz announced he's going to negotiate <sighs> in, into Bibi's government, all the media was like, what about the fifth dimension? <laughs> yeah. What's going on with that case? Um, um,
1: so that's so uh, now it's
0: unclear what's going to happen. So uh, in theory, in midnight, the mandate to form the government goes back to the president. Now, he sh- what he was supposed to do is to give it to Bibi because that's what he did last time. Mm-hmm. But this time... Um, he said that he's not going to give it to anyone. He's going to give it back to the Knesset. And then you have three weeks in which any Knesset member uh, can get 61 uh, votes, si- 61 signatures, and form a government. Anyone can do that. But that would be hectic. And maybe Bibi will will be able to do it. He has two options. Because uh, you, he needs two votes. He has 59 So one is is going to um, two right-wingers who were part of Blue and White and then now they're by themselves. Handel and and Hauser. Yeah, they both worked uh, with BB a few years ago and they left in in bad terms. So relationships there are complicated. Hmm. Um, So they are very right-wingers but they don't like uh, the Prime Minister very much. And the other option is um the two remains from the Labour Party, Amir Peretz, who was once the Ministry of Defense, and Itzik Shmuli, who was one of his uh, number three.
1: Those are the two remaining in the Labour Party?
0: There's another one, but she's far to the left, Merav Michaeli, and she will never
1: Ah, you mean in the Labour specific, not in Ye- the uh in the in the, in the they they join forces with uh, Meretz and who else?
0: Yeah, Meretz. And Gesher and, and Levy Geshel, who already who already won yeah away. never mind anyway so these are uh, Bibi's two options to bring these two or these two now he can offer them a lot <clears throat> can offer them any like any uh, ministry they want mm-hmm. um, so he has a lot to
1: offer let's see what people write let's see Zelda Velez well first C J. Camrian said happy Paso- Passover, so Thank happy you. Passover to you, CJ. Zelda Velez time for the elderly people with pre-existing conditions and anyone else too scared to venture out, stay home. Everyone else, get back to work, open schools, and start living again. And Marla Goodwin-Zipper, listening to you guys, I do believe that intentionally disregarding health mandates for social distancing is criminally negligent. So here we have two quite <laughs> opposing uh perspectives. It's it's actually good to see that uh coming up on uh on the same like one after the other. I like it when there's some disagreement.
0: If you're a head of the state, in the end yeah. of the day you gotta make a decision. You gotta decide on a strategy. And if you fail, it's on you. So it's very scary. Think about it. If you had to decide which which way to go to Yeah. It's like sending your army to war to war,
1: right? It's not an easy decision, No, but that's exactly the you know, that's exactly a, 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 maybe a very uh, astute parallel, which is the fact that when you send if you're living in a democracy and you if you want to send if you want to send your army to war, if you want to declare war in another country, you know, in the United States, there's, I think, uh, 60 days so you can declare war. But you're not allowed to uh, continue a military operation on foreign soil for more than 60 days without getting the approval of Congress, mm-hmm. I think is the stipulation. I'm not exactly sure, but it's something along those lines. The idea being that declaring war isn't something that it's. we're not in a dictatorship. You can't just you know make decisions. You are appointed by the people to represent the people. And if you want to do something that drastic, you need the people's approval. And so I think that the idea of sixty days in war is because that uh, a, a safety situ- net. No, but a situation like that is, you need to take immediate action. Mm-hmm. You know, the uh, the difference of, you know, an hour can mean winning or losing in war. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a matter of someone dropping a bomb on one of your airline carriers, and you know that's a huge advantage. Or you know what I mean? Like there's that that edge that's that's not taken into consideration with a pandemic, and I'm not sure that. You know why couldn't why hasn't there been a vote on these things
0: yet? There has been in the in the government. No, but the, not n- in the Knesset.
1: On the exactly in yeah, the because,
0: because, No, because because the government decides, not the Knesset. The no, Knesset is the legislator.
1: No, the Knesset needs to d- okay, exactly, and these are actions that need to be. I mean, the Congress is also a legislator, but in order to take such drastic measures, you need to. Not uh, in,
0: not according to Israeli law. We yeah. have law. Lo- emer- Here's the, the, the beauty, beauty thing.
1: Mendel was saying that you know you can't continue. The attorney general mm-hmm. uh, was saying that you can't continue these kind of actions for too long without seeking the approval of the Knesset. But eventually, they managed to do something.
0: Yeah, yeah. But there and is a there's an issue with his, it. Uh, yeah. But here in Israel, the beautiful thing is the Brits left us with an array of beautiful emergency laws <laughs> that weren't changed. Since the th- since the, the mandate, like what, the 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 health emergency laws, for mm. example, and censorship, the whole censorship, you know, the minister can close shut down newspapers, uh, all kinds of weird laws for emergency.
1: Uh, that's all emergency. Uh, yeah, that's so why we need to... no, but that's seriously why we need to be alert at times like this because emergency is used yeah. for a lot of yeah, you got to Yeah, I agree. You uh, should be alert. I agree. You know, a lot I of questionable alert. stuff. Like the, has been done.
0: The media here every like essentially what they do every day is say is judge the the decision and criticize the decisions and
1: No, but that's actually the thing. What what's weird is that with all their their uh, criticism and and you know, sometimes borderline hatred towards uh, BB in this crisis they kind of they almost turned around like for a short moment and still there seem to be kind of supportive of him in his you know maybe around the edges there's some criticism but like in generally speaking the way he's been taking care of it you haven't been hearing all that much criticism I have it. but never mind um so back to
0: the situation so yeah the gov- the parliament will have 3 weeks yeah and uh probably ne- the prime minister will try to had 61 votes um and i don't know and then we go to fourth elections now the problem with fourth elections is that how we're gonna hold them (laughs) so they said they said in wisconsin you had elections a few primaries a few a week Uh, ago and they somehow pulled it off
1: so we'll see uh, i heard i heard plans for gradual elections or maybe it was just yeah by uh, the abc
0: yeah that's ridiculous. I don't think it's ever going to happen, but... You don't think so? No.
1: No. What do you mean? So they'll take the whole country out to elections? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mean elections, elections... Less people if will If elections go. happen, if another round of elections happen, they'll happen in about six months' time, which means around... No, less. End of three, September. Middle three of mo- September. No,
0: no. July. Unless they... Why? They post
1: if they right now there's a month until we three leave 3 weeks 3 weeks and then another 3 4 months so okay three. so f- not nah. 90 days it has to happen in 90 yes. days? Oh ah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So 4 months from now so which is what August? Yeah, end of July. Yeah. If this situation is still happening in, the, in August we we're, we're in uh in a big problem. In a big problem of another sort.
0: How was the the seder?
1: It was uh, virtual. It was virtually amazing. (laughs) No, it was uh, it was it was unique. It was weird. It was
0: uh, how do you reconcile the the, your side and your girlfriend's side on the Zoom
1: set? So, okay, so our family, my my side is is uh, uh, pretty religious, so they don't. uh, But the Mizrahi Rabbi said it's okay. There was all kinds of stipulations and like (laughs) <laughs> they basically said for the elderly so that they're not alone. No. No, but my parents are home with my younger sister who's living with them. So she's mm. with them in the same house. And my grandmother
0: also I hope I didn't there. just offend your parents called them. No one, Gilbert, To <clears throat>
1: Why'd you offend them?
0: I called them elderly.
1: Well, you didn't explicitly say uh, until but just now. now. <laughs> <Yeah>. So... <laughs> <laughs> nice job shooting yourself <laughs> in the foot. But... <laughs> but uh no they're not really in the like the. they're just after yeah. the in the risk, Mine are 60 risk group. also yeah but they're fairly healthy they don't have any i don't think they have any pre-existing conditions so like yeah you can consider they them have you as a son that's a at, pre-existing well, condition yeah, but that doesn't put them at risk for corona for all the other things <laughs> put yeah. them at risk for for mob the mob too <laughs> yeah nearly annihilate, uh, annihilate them <laughs> i'm not a mafia member <laughs> um but yeah but so they're religious so we they did it alone we had a debate about whether or not we do it on zoom and then uh we did it with my girlfriend's uh family on zoom uh the passover seder so uh that was interesting you had to read the whole thing yeah we like went around so some people read parts you know we didn't hear you yeah. Say it, say it Everybody, you know, on the Echad Millodea. Yeah. And so there's everybody's delay. on a different number. Yeah, it's horrible. You <laughs> it cannot work. sing on Zoom. It yeah, doesn't no. work. It does not work. How was yours? Did you do it with your family?
0: Yeah, on Zoom. Ah, uh, yeah? Yeah. And my sister lives next door. So you guys so did it together. Yeah. Okay, that's and cool. And we Zoomed with my grandparents. They're, they're, my grandfather is 84, I think. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm. So they've been, like, locked but up. For yeah, for a long time. Like they like have Two months. Th- they haven't left their house. No, for two months. And uh, um,
0: but but my grandfa but my grandfather is very technological. Ah, uh, okay. So he he has a tablet. He has a phone. So we zoom. We, we don't zoom. We do on Facebook Messenger. But nice. Uh, yeah, and my parents, we did, uh, but without the Haggadah. I told my grandfather, we're gonna skip that. Yeah, it's a. Yeah, no, thank you. So we just yeah. Ate. You yeah. guys
1: don't do the Haggadah?
0: I mean, every year you usually do. Y- my parents are always abroad. This is the first da- time they've been here on Passover since I was five or oh, something. Wow. Yeah, so, so they never do it. And with my grandparents, we go to their f- like the family from my father's side, and then we do it. Okay. But this time it was very. It was only the six of us. We're an Ashkenazi family, right? Yeah. So it's a big family of six people. <laughs> um, Huge yeah and uh, so yeah so we skipped we oh, skipped oh, the yeah, yeah.
1: I couldn't I couldn't I don't think I could skip it's like the whole point of the said though right I mean
0: I ate pasta
1: oh god <laughs> you're burning in hell <laughs> oh no I hate,
0: hate pasta what'd you get on the black market oh <laughs> well, I stocked yeah uh, I just stockpiled
1: for corona or for Passover both <laughs> yeah that's the thing well, Noor has experience in stockpiling yeah before corona yeah
0: yeah yeah we're um, very Holocaust, uh, you know, affected. Uh, <laughs> nobody died in the Holocaust, but it affected us. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's because of my the my mother stockpile. is so happy. She's like all her life. She has in Hebrew. You have this word. Mezavih. Yeah.
1: Pantry. The pantry. Yeah.
0: And she has a huge one. She always had. And we always uh, laughed yeah. at her. And now she's so happy because finally. She gets to stick it to you guys. Yeah. She uh, had that's de- funny. finally it, it, it delivered. That's right? funny. Okay. Anything else before we we anything? We have a few more comments, okay. but I think
1: uh, I think Zel- Zelda and Maria are, uh, are having a bit of an argument, <laughs> which is good. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Um, That's it's on a Otziva, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a tough situation we find ourselves in, but let's hope that you know sooner than later we get out of this. That's and how we will die. It. Yeah. yeah. Let's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's kind of true always. Yeah. Um. But yeah, let's hope. But you're that
0: lucky you get to you. Ha- you work full time, right? Or yeah,
1: uh, yeah. I really am lucky. I have yeah. you know a few friends that have been basically yeah. not fired, but put on uh, leave without pay. Yeah.
0: Can you lend me ten thou? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, are you serious? We'll <laughs> <laughs> talk about it later. <laughs> uh, awkward. <laughs> <laughs> no. So. Uh, so, let's really hope that we get out of this as soon as possible, and guys stay safe uh stay home if you if you need to stay home and, and uh, if your happy, government tells you to stay home
0: happy pet unless you're in Sweden in that case how come in sweden they don't they don't stay at home no lockdown, it's no lockdown it's the uh, only country remember the british uh method they weren't there so <laughs> they it stopped happening in britain but but the swedes are have implemented it and now I see, I see. yeah. It. Okay. Uh, and uh, death is rising there. Yeah. Yeah, it's...
1: On the up. On, the, on up. the up and up. Yep. Okay, well, we hope that this crisis ends as soon as possible.
0: Yeah, it's pretty hard to get guests, guys, So, but we're wor- working on it.
1: Yeah, so you might have to just hear us chatting yeah. for, for a while. That's
0: also a possibility, so you've got to cope with it. And yeah. that's it. Before we go, we are collaborating with the Jewish Journal. They're at jewishjournal.com. And they have a special podcast. It's called Pandemic Times. And it's about, I think it's a daily show about about um, the virus the virus, and life in L.A. and I guess in America.
1: Tune in. And they also have the uh, David Suisa podcast. Yeah. Shmuel Rosner has a podcast. So check him yeah. out, jewishjournal.com.
0: And Aruz Sheva. They're at israelnationalnews.com. And they also have great... like If you want to stay informed on what's going on in Israel in real time, Check them out and also like their Facebook page because they, they get they bring like lo- Great loads content. of content
1: and you'll also see us live on yeah. their Facebook page what once in a while. Do? So you
0: know, <laughs> yeah. something things gotta give and um, and we accept donations. So please go to Twin. I mean, if you have money to spare, yeah, um, go to twin slash donate and Hope help. No us. Out. out, so I don't yeah. have to.
1: Exactly. 2njb.com slash donate. Guys, help us out. We do this on our free time. Um, and
0: uh, and check out the new podcast,
1: Economize yeah, Me. Yeah, Economize Me. Spotify, so much fun. iTunes. It really is. We we put a lot of effort into yeah, it. A year. And it really came out. A year. I mean, yeah, but we didn't work the whole year on it.
0: Yeah, but for a year we've been working yeah. on it.
1: But. Check it out, guys. Really? It's amazing. It's, it's like timeless stuff. It's not topical. So it's yeah. uh, it's relevant. We're
0: not objective. I mean, it's not the best thing I ever did, but Eitan, it's certainly... Yeah. The it best thing ever. Yeah, it won't get better. Ever,
1: ever, yeah, it's all downhill for me. <laughs> but, you know, in these times, it's always good to be at the other side of the graph. Right. No, so,
0: you know, you can, now you can die. You yeah, did something. Yeah, that's it.
1: I can get Corona. Yeah.
0: Me, I, I still have things
1: to do. Uh, you know... <laughs> <laughs> um, that's it right yeah I think so Did we forget anything yeah
0: okay no. guys so see you next time
1: bye guys bye. Bye.